to another episode of Java and Jesus with Kathy. So glad that you could join me. I'm actually recording this on Valentine's Day. My Valentine husband Rod is still in bed and I just got a fresh cup of coffee here. I'm looking out on the pond in my backyard. The gator is floating around and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day and I hope that's the same for you too that you're going to have a beautiful day wherever you are. So I think I've already shared a little bit of the process of choosing these journal entries. I'm definitely not going in any kind of chronological order and just kind of follow what I think the Lord is impressing on my heart to share. And so this week as I was looking at what would be a good next episode after the bankrupt without love, I kind of noticed a little bit of a pattern of the last multiple episodes. So I'm going to do a little recap because what I noticed is most of them were about how much God loves us. So episode four was about the precious message. That was the love of Jesus that saves. Episode five, his love redeems. That was mostly about the love that forgives. Then episode six, turning things around. That's the love that changes things. And then seven, which was last week's episode, Bankrupt Without Love, that featured his unconditional love. And so what I'm noticing is all of these were God's love towards us. And since it's Valentine's today, uh, and you won't be listening to this on Valentine's Day because it's not even going to be posted till next week. But anyway, I wanted to make the emphasis about my love towards God or our love towards God. So that's what we're going to focus on today. And I found a posting in my journal and it was called in adoration so it caught my eye and I looked up that word let's start with that the definition of adoration the act of worship profound love or regard fervent and devoted love and it made me kind of think of oh come let us adore him you know the hymn that we all know and sing at Christmas time oh come let us adore him and most of the lyrics of that song are just that oh come let us adore him and just a reminder the last verse of that beautiful Christmas hymn is for he alone is worthy and it's repeated multiple times Okay, I think we can all agree that that is truly the case. He alone is worthy. And so we can probably all agree that real love is more than what is maybe just portrayed on Valentine's Day, little floating angels and arrows and all of that. Real love is about actions more than feelings even. So let's take a look at what else does the Bible say about love? Would you be surprised to know that there are 686 verses? Now don't, don't worry, I'm not going to read them all to you, but I have picked out some that feature the main point that I want to bring, which is about how we're to love God and keeping that main thing, the main thing that was from episode two, which is love God and love people. That's what he wants. And when Jesus was asked about what the greatest commandment was, he replied in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 39, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbors like yourself. 
So that was Jesus. Now, John, while he was writing to strengthen some believers in one of the churches that would now be in part of modern-day Turkey, here's what he wrote. 1 John 4.10, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So again, love God, love people. How hard could it be, right? I wish I could say it's all sunshine and flowers and roses, but my personal experience, and maybe yours too, is that loving God is a lot easier than loving people. I seen a little meme the other day and it said, I love God, but some of his kids get on my nerves. And it kind of made me laugh because it's so true. Oh, so I'm going to go to my journal entry because this was kind of what was on my heart that day. And I'm going to start by reading the portion of scripture. It's entitled In Adoration. If you've got your Bible or want to write this down, 1 Peter 3 13 to 18, and again, message translation. If with heart and soul you're doing good, do you think you can be stopped? Even if you suffer for it, you're still better off. Don't give the opposition a second thought. Through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention in adoration before Christ your Master. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are, and always with the utmost courtesy. Keep a clear conscience before God so that when people throw mud at you, none of it will stick. They'll end up realizing that they're the ones who need a bath. It's better to suffer for doing good, if that's what God wants, than to be punished for doing bad. That's what Christ did definitively. He suffered because of others' sins. The righteous one for the unrighteous ones. He went through it all and was put to death and then made alive to bring us to God. And then this is what I wrote. First of all, this morning, Lord, thank you for your ultimate sacrifice so that I could be forgiven of my sins and have a pathway to God when I confess them to you, accepting you and the price you paid for this benefit. Through all the situations in my life, the ups and downs and the in-betweens, I'm so grateful to have you as my focal point because you help me to stay centered. It is in that place I can keep checking my conscience and do whatever I need to in order to maintain a clear one. Sometimes when I have upset others, it requires me to make amends. Other times it's just unjust, just mud being thrown at me. And in these cases, I pray that they will realize the problem is theirs. Jesus, Jesus, only you can soften their hardened hearts and only you can soften mine. Amen. So that was what I wrote in my journal. And I can see by reading back that sometimes loving people can be the real challenge for us. Love one another. It is important to God. 19 times that's mentioned. I've got another verse here to share with you. 1 John 3.23. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded. Okay, so I'm noticing commanded twice in one verse. Not really a suggestion, but something that he is literally commanding, right? Why? Why is he doing that? 
The answer might be found in this next verse that I'm going to share with you. John 13, 34 through 35. A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples. God knows that when we say we're Christians and we tell people that we're Christians, the best way that we can show that is not only by loving him, but also by loving others so that they can see that we love God. And so I seen another little meme that caught my eye. And it was an Amish man who was asked if he was a Christian. And his response was really precious. Ask my neighbor. So in other words, I'm not going to tell you if I'm a Christian. You ask my neighbor and let them tell you if I'm a Christian or not. And I know I've said this before. It's not always about what we say. It's more about what we do that speaks louder than anything, right? And so what would your neighbor say about you? I ask myself that. What do my neighbors say about me? Plug another episode here. Episode three, no run of the mill sinner. That was about how it's easy for us to love the people that we want to love, like our special friends, our family, our kids. Real challenge comes up if we do have maybe a cranky neighbor or somebody that is maybe even coming against us. Then how do we do in the love department? So I want to go back to some of my prayer points and just let's get some tips here. How do we do that? Number one, first thing I did started with thanking God and recognizing how much he's forgiven me. I'm not perfect and we have to allow that others aren't as well. So that's coming to God and humility and recognizing our imperfections. It's a good place to start. Number two, acknowledge life does have ups and downs, but God is there to help. So we can't have that expectation that life is going to be perfect for us. Another scripture just came to my mind. In this world, you will have tribulations or you'll have challenges. So if you have this expectation somehow that you're not going to ever have challenges, you're going to end up being disappointed, maybe have trouble loving people, loving God, all of that. Number three, another point here for you, focus on him to stay centered. That's my best tip, I think, right there. Just keep coming back to God. Keep coming back to that place of aligning yourself with him and with his word. Number four, keep checking in with him. That's that's part of the staying centered and focused on him. You keep coming back to him to maintain a clear conscience. So it's like I'm asking God in my prayer, I said, tell me, is there something that I need to do in this situation? Do I need to make amends? Is there something that you want me to do? And I've got another scripture here for you, Acts 24, 16. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Number five, realize the only person you can control is yourself. Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. There's a very small word that starts that verse, and it is if. A small word that means a lot. 
with that if being there, if it is possible, what it implies is sometimes it just simply isn't. But God is saying, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you. In other words, is there anything that you can do to improve this situation? Be at peace with everyone. Definitely a challenge for us. And that is the best way that we can show we love God. That's what he's asking us to do. He's asking us to love him and he's asking us to love people. I have one final verse here for you. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. One thing that I've noticed is that love is the only force that can turn an enemy into a friend. Love is good and God is love. And I think that's probably a really good place to leave things for today. Thank you for spending some time here with me. And at this point, I'd just like to ask if you are getting something out of these podcasts that you would maybe consider sharing them with some friends or putting them on your own Facebook page. Or if you're listening on Spotify, maybe consider following and a rating, a five-star rating would be nice. Anyway, I really appreciate those of you that are downloading these episodes and thank you for helping me get his word and his love out to more people. I think the world hopefully will be a better place for it. And having said all of that, I just want to thank you for listening and close this episode with the priestly blessing and it's found in Numbers 6, 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thanks for joining me, and I hope we'll get back together again next week. Take care. Bye.